Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast. We're running late. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is celebrating Fraser Day every day. It's Griffin Davis. Yes. Never forget Fraser Day. Uh, the day where we were attacked from behind, where we were ganked by low-level mobs in an enemy zone. When we <laughs> didn't day. know we, when we were chilling in uh in uh Iron Forge and we didn't know we had our PvP turned on. The day when Seattle decided it would be cool to just do a whole day about Fraser Crane. Oh, I was talking, of course, about 9-11. Yes. For sure, which also happened to come on the fourth anniversary of Fraser Day. I'm not aware of this Fraser Day. Don't watch Fraser. I know you're you're the philosophy guy, uh, not <laughs> Fraser, me. known philosopher. <laughs> well, therapy, philosophy. He read a lot of books. Fair enough. That's um, how we're you guys. Go quick, because as I said at the top, Griffin and I are both late for things, and we are trying to I say, crank it. I out. say fuck it. I say we go double long. Uh, okay, let, well, let the fans I, I know have, we're here for them. People are going to be at my house in half an hour and I'm not at my house. That's inc- because. Oh, OK, <laughs> that's an incredible way to live. Yep. Well, so Patrick's there. Um, so today we are, like I said, not recording at my house. That's because we are recording with a fantabulous, dabulous guest, a uh, wrestler, artist, good friend, Rory, Rory Blanks back on the podcast. Hello. Um, mo- mostly I broke my hand and I didn't want to try to fucking get up there with my returning player, Rory Hello. Blank. Broke his hand. Uh, uh, no. Now, what do we do to our gaming vets and how are they treated post, uh, you know, injuries? Are you being treated right? Are, are they taking care of you down at uh, what's it called? Vet hospital? No, I, I don't have insurance. But you are a veteran of gaming. Y- yeah. So uh, that, that doesn't qualify you for anything. I think maybe it, I get some some DLC. And you're kind of quiet, buddy. Is that, is that part of your injury? Are 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 you doing? Yeah, you're a little louder. Oh, I, 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 are you doing I, all I right? Could, I miss you. It's been I, a, I miss you too. It's been like a, we we you were an early guest in the podcast. First ever five. First ever five joystick game. <laughs> first ever five joystick <laughs> game. So you kind of yeah, one of our champions, I would say. Uh, one yeah, of the oh, one yeah. of the guys with the good tastes. Um, yeah, a real Rory, Rory with the good taste. Um, <laughs> so Rory, how's your how's your art game been going lately? I've been seeing you. You've been kind of uh, becoming a thing online, rightfully so. Oh no, uh, that's that's what I'm afraid of happening. <laughs> <laughs> I I I fucking hate being online. I hate hey, interacting. Uh, um, <laughs> could you whisper a little quieter so I can't hear anything? Just to make sure. <laughs> I I, I want to make sure I don't hear anything. Okay. There we, ASMR yeah. there we go. It's yeah. ASMR Rory today. So I got hit in the hand with a uh, replica Buster Sword. And oh, not the real one, not the original. We, we we were expecting for the Buster Sword to break, and my hand broke instead. And now I have a cast on this finger here. And <laughs> <laughs> whenever I go out, people give me looks. Okay, so Rory is permanently giving people the middle finger right now. Yeah, I, mean, I think you probably could have guessed from Griffin's reaction, but it's very funny. <laughs> and it I'm going to the extremely comical. friendly city of Chicago tomorrow, where uh, this is how I'll be waving at everybody. Yeah, <laughs> make sure to make sure to say hello to your pilot. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get through. Let's get to our early segments and talk about Rory. Yeah. Even with your broken hand. What have you been playing lately, aside from the game we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. Um, 
let's see. I I forgot the name of it, but I've been playing a game where you just move blocks around in a warehouse. I think mm. is it like Will- Amazon? <laughs> yeah, I think it starts with a W. Yeah, it's like Wilmot's warehouse. Something yeah, like that. it's it's just a game about put putting things into piles. Um, it I think it's kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> But it's really good for playing when I want to go to sleep. Yeah, I've seen a shocking number of really good reviews for that game, and none of them have made it sound compelling at all. They're all like, this um, game is great. You just move bricks. I think it's, it's <laughs> and then just you really, die. yeah, it's really pleasant if you really enjoy uh, organizing things and just look at my fucking house, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, there's a chain on the wall that. Uh, I, I had it on the ground. I liked having it on the ground. My girlfriend decided that I need to have like stuff more arranged in my house, so she just hung the chain from the wall right above my trash can. Right. I mean, to me, that's way more organized than on the ground. I mean, it's you can use it. You can you can uh, you can really you, you could bind someone to the wall and teach them a lesson. That's exactly what I was going to say. You could black snake moan Lux after this. No, you can't. I have to get home. No, you, <laughs> you live here now. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that was the conflict of the original film, too. She had a house party to get back to. Yeah, she was. She and her friends were going to watch the challenge on MTV. Oh, uh, so, man. Lux, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing the game we're going to talk about today, which we'll get into, but I've also been wrapping up my uh, single player StarCraft two times, and it is really good man yeah. it's a really good single player rts campaign i thought it was it. going to suck ass hey it is really fun speaking of old shit that's still good uh from the same company been playing that wild classic still baby <laughs> and it's kind of my sleep game too uh it's nice it's just relaxing grinds and pretty good but uh i don't really want to talk about a video game as much as i want to talk about something on my mind this week a video game movie that i just watched guys what? i was a little late to the party but i just saw detective pikachu wait really yeah damn <laughs> didn't we talk about that on the podcast i saw that like opening weekend and i've never fucking played a pokemon game yeah i haven't seen it till this week and let me say i'm late to the discourse but goddamn i'm still gonna have this discourse gentlemen <laughs> That movie is a movie that has one twist too many. So that's exactly what I wanted to talk about uh, exactly, which was kind of blowing and melting and destroying any kind of sanity I had left uh, was I re- first of all, OK, this is gonna be a little bit of a spoiler for the movie, but it's been out for a while now. So I think, you know, if you don't want Detective Pikachu spoiled, maybe skip the next like three minutes or something like that. OK, uh, so Detective Pikachu overall, I thought a great fun flick not the best writing but it was fun to just like see the pokemon worlds and stuff and like that i'll see what all them pokemon are up to living with the humans in this like special city that was cool i dug that right yeah that was all great yeah i really like i really like the whole movie until the last like seven minutes but here's where it just so the entire time this main character has a detective pikachu that can talk mm-hmm. to him Mm-hmm. And there's a mystery of who this Detective Pikachu is and how it can talk. It's revealed at the end of the film that the Detective Pikachu is the protagonist's dead father the entire time and that it was his voice. So uh, this kid didn't know his own dad's <laughs> voice for the entire movie. This yeah, motherfucker. That's, yeah. that's what the movie. That's what I say. It's one twist too many. It's a dumb twist in a vacuum. And then it asks you to make an insane leap. An insane leap. Which is that this kid and his dad have been separated long enough that he forgot what he sounds like. That he 
literally forgot what Ryan Reynolds' voice sounds like. And it's like, you know from the movie that the dad moved away when the kid was like early teens. Yeah, I mean, it's so like. It's not like he left him as a baby. <laughs> this is some bat shit crazy stuff. And I, I'm always just amazed when something like this happens because it's like That's so many stuff. people worked on this movie, right? And like so many people were forced to to just deal with this reality. You know, well, it's truly fucked up from a screenwriting perspective in the sense of like, it's not even like they wrote 90% of a good movie. It's like they wrote an entire good movie and then added something on the end of it that fucked it up. Like that movie without that twist, totally solid movie front to back. Yeah. And it's not like they were bonding like father and son. They were like friends. Like yeah, they were broing down. just didn't vibe at all. Like, and it was just the weirdest fucking scene. I can't get it out of my head. Also, when Ditto turns into humans, that shit fucking rocks. That was tight. That was, so that was, that was my favorite part of the whole film yeah. other than the giant turtle things that Sure. Yeah, the giant turtles. Really I was hoping did. that I was hoping that was going to be like the big ending was just the entire fucking city move, moves away on the back of a giant whatever those things are called. Oh, yeah, that, that was been tight. Well, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I really like the Ditto thing because Ditto's supposed to be like kind of a friendly Pokemon. They turned it really menacing in a creative way that I liked. Yeah, I mean, Ditto's eyes on humans will <laughs> haunt my nightmares for the ends of time, and I cute. fucking love it. But like that anime. Was, what? It's cute, like anime, like big anime eyes, just big. No, big no, no, buttons. no, no, no. The reverse. It's the tiny, tiny eyes. little dots. Oh, it's right. They're, they're I little, just, I just, little dots, and like there's so much extra big. skin where there should be no, yeah, eyes. They're, they're big eye, like they're oh, big so, orbitals, so like Krillin, kind of like Krillin. They're big yeah. orbitals with tiny, tiny actual eyeballs. Yeah, good. And they're my well, new god. I guess we'll agree and disagree on good. Well, Rory, um, that's what makes it? you the experimental artist that you are. <laughs> Me and Lex are a little more mainstream. But let's move on, yeah. guys, to everyone's favorite video game news segment. We do it every week. It's Toxic or Toxic. That's right, guys. It's the video game news segment <laughs> where I say stuff from the video game news. And you tell me from the gut, Rory, if you think it's toxic, as in bad, incel, gamer culture, get it off my internet. Or if it's toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is a hit, a slap, a banger, the and a good banger. thing. Story number one. Uh, so Telltale Games is bought by two people that have nothing to do with Telltale. And then they announce Telltale is back. Uh, I'm going to go with the shitty toxic because, I mean, from what I've heard, they also aren't hiring back the old employees and also like, aren't they going to not pay people for work that they... <laughs> yeah, they're not hiring back the old yeah, people. They're not doing back bad. pay stuff. You, wait, so you guys are anti-grifter, anti-super sweet, two random dudes pretending yeah. to be a company? I mean, they could be nice. They could be <laughs> perfectly fine men who are going to spend the next like three years just painstakingly drawing every frame of like another season of The Walking Dead point and click adventure game. What if I were to tell you this was a sequel to We Bought a Zoo and that couple was <laughs> Matt Damon and his wife character? Well... <laughs> <laughs> they, they would definitely be in over their head i don't know think matt damon knows the first thing about how to program games or how to build tension well in a that's point why he's in over game. his head and that's why it's a big story that you're dying to run to the theaters uh near christmas time uh, yeah no that's that's good that's that's a movie i want to see okay so in that but context it's, it's very much uh do 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 all right yeah. Yeah. Sort of like la labor rights are the only thing that outrank grifters on the scale and this is a big labor it's violation tough. it's tough uh, moving on, uh, GameStop preparing to close over 200 stores by end of year. 
people still go to GameStop. Okay, wow. Um, really I mean, pissing on its grave, aren't you, Rory? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, the person I know who works at GameStop. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this I, hit, dude, this hits your timeline the hardest, Rory. And I assume people still go to GameStop. I, I, I like GameStop. I think that every time I've been there, they've been extremely nice to me. And uh, yeah, I'm still so, going to go with bad... You're bad go bad toxic, toxic. sure because people are losing their jobs and if you could please actually do 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 the toxic in, in a bad sounding way this is toxic thank you yeah, pretty people good. are losing their fucking jobs and everything's yeah. moving to digital media that i think it's tough uh, you will have no ownership I, over yeah there's no ownership but i mean there is technically i mean i can re-download my games whenever i want Until like i'm re-downloading dies. god of war right now and i don't know what the right decision is because on one hand you know less plastic is good for the environment um but then on the other hand i do miss having my little physical my physical cds and i kind of forget how many video games i even own own at this point well the other thing is that like where i was getting at if the servers go down or they take things off the servers our games are lost and we can't do anything about it well also it's like servers servers aren't like free of like economic and environmental impact if yeah you're right there's, there's also some kind of a server 9-11 cost in- <laughs> huge server for 9-11 i guess is what you just said to me oh <laughs> okay but uh no like yeah there's a huge energy cost and like building those things like rare earth materials stuff like that that goes into building huge servers like does have a pretty substantial impact on the environment moving on ea receives guinness world book record for most downvoted reddit comment in history <laughs> What was the comment? Uh, it was about their whole microtransaction debacles or whatever, <laughs> uh, and like them like apologizing, but also in like a very corporate speak manner. Uh, I'm gonna go with that's the I, I I can't say <laughs> yeah that that kind of toxic. Okay, yeah, I uh, think that's a really yeah. clear one. Getting, we love getting, it. <laughs> EA getting blasted, fucking rules. This is the uh, equivalent should, of like all the peasants in town getting the biggest pieces of lettuce and hitting them hitting you with them the essential function of reddit uh yeah uh moving on uh kfc releases a dating sim where you date colonel sanders um i am going to go with toxic okay why because uh i okay i don't actually have a strong opinion about dating simulators one way or another i just as an ongoing thing, have a deep personal grievance with the way that KFC parades around the corpse of of Colonel Harmon Sanders. <laughs> He's been dead for forty fucking years. He went to his grave cursing the company that he had sold his intellectual property to, and they're making a game where you can try to fuck him now. <laughs> yeah, same what thing more with, uh, can they do to sully this man's legacy? Same thing yeah. with like a Ronald McDonald. He actually was killed in the early 1600s in a duel. <laughs> where do you think they get the pink slurry from? <laughs> the blending of his red hair and white makeup into a gross slime that constructs your chicken nuggets. I think um, for me, I am typically anti corporate Twitter, as in like this whole new, like, oh, like these corporations are going to mm-hmm. pretend to do like the funny online things and like pretend like they're they're cool kids, like like us three cool kids online. Uh, no, we smell that out right away. But this time it just it looks pretty good. It's like one of the times where I might be like. This one is fucking worth it. Sometimes the corporations can be our friends. And is that you okay know, to say? Time, I'm also into it. 
uh, well, it's sketchy, but this time I'm also into it because like there's gonna be hentai of this Colonel Sanders. This Colonel Sanders is hot, baby. I, I don't know. There's not already hentai. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm sorry, sure this is already... a very interesting podcast, but I'm going to look for Colonel Sanders porn now. Okay, yeah, you take mm. a second. Um, I'm sure there Keep is talk. already anti of the mm. hot Colonel Sanders. I think that making figures hot is good sometimes. Yeah. Well, finally, guys, uh, we're going to open up to a little bit of conspiracy corner here. Uh, there has been uh, a conspiracy that comes around this this holiday season, around this date every Every time. Uh, and it's uh, when the conspiracy theorists around 9-11, um, they're hearkening back once again to a video game called Trade Center Defender, which was released a few months before September 11th <laughs> and was a game about shooting planes out of the sky to save the two twin towers. Um, guys, what do we feel about this conspiracy? Welcome to the corner. Oh, no. I love it. I mean, that's good. It's very good. That's it's very, very good, good. that this game exists and that some people think that it knew 9-11 was coming. That it predicted or inspired. Yeah, that's the question, right? It definitely did one or the other. Right. But is it? And we know Bin Laden played video games. We know uh, that from the content of his hard drive that had like Animal Crossing and like Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I was about to ask what we, games yeah, he we, had. Uh, yeah, we know that because uh, we friend requested him and then we, uh, we kicked him out of our Gears of War 2 tournament. Yeah, because he kept fucking hacking the auto target. <laughs> Damn, I'm not finding any dick drawings, but that is a hot ki- Colonel Sanders. There's gonna be dick drawings. It's why are there not already dick drawings? Give it a few more hours. Yeah, give it a couple days. Yeah, but like the characters existed for decades. We're, this is a special. Everyone's oh. everyone's thinking about the big day. No one's thinking about the little guys. They'll get they'll get to it tomorrow, uh, guys. That was toxic or toxic. Thank you both for playing. And now I think we need to get to the game that Rory has brought us this week, which is, oh my God, will he do it again? Uh, maybe another perfect game. Let's An absolute doozle Methuselah of a game. This is some crazy shit. Um, I, I, I have say- never heard about this game before, Rory, and I can't wait really? to hear all of your experience with it but first i think we need to hear a little bit of history about this game back in 2004 japanese company access games began working on rainy woods it featured a young cynical fbi agent that seemed to share similarities with american supernatural series twin peaks a trailer was released in 2007 but internally the game was a disaster their use of lighting and shading was literally crashing the playstation 2 and the game had to be cancelled but with the near release of next gen consoles the game designers thought they had a chance to finally bring their vision to life they immediately copied game design elements over and began creating a new ambitious next gen version of their supernatural detective game yet they continued to run into massive technological mishaps and the game was cancelled and then restarted four more times during development. An odd level of detail was placed into recreating the style of this American town, down to the team traveling to America and measuring small town billboards and coffee shops. Additionally, the combat sections of Deadly Premonition were added last in development, after a publisher worried that the game would not sell if there wasn't any combat. (laughs) But three years later, the game was finally released for the Xbox 360 to divisive reviews. Many thought it was one of the worst games ever made, with others lauding it as a proof that the video game could be art. It holds the Guinness World Record for most polarizing critic reviews of all time. This week, it's Deadly Premonition. Oh, this 
fucking game. I didn't know that they added the combat last. That makes so much yeah, sense. There are three different enemies in total. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're like Upside down enemies, man. And also all the fucking combat is like the mechanic sucks. It's it's extremely bad. It's one of the worst things in the game. Uh alongside the, the driving, which we can talk more about later, but just uh it's I so also yeah. there, there's zombies, but uh so there's there's three of them in total. There's uh a lady who walks backwards, like spider walking sorta. Yes. There's a dude that walks back backwards, and then there's a bigger guy with like a stick. And, and that's pretty much all you ever see. Sometimes they have guns. Are Sometimes refer- they have guns. Are you referring to the raincoat killer? Oh, and then also the raincoat killer. <laughs> yeah, the raincoat Who killer. Only, so sometimes he, he only kills when it rains. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So, okay, a good example of this game and how fucking bonkatronic it is <laughs> is that I'd been playing it for about an hour when Rory started playing it, and we were hanging out at Fourth Tap, and Rory was like, "Well, I've crashed my car, and I don't know how to get by this fence." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, you're gonna need to pick up the steel pipe and hit the fence with it." And he was like, "The game has not told me how to pick up the pipe or how to hit this fence." Yes. And then, as soon as I tried to hit the the fence, I threw it away and lost the pipe forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then he had to knife through the fence to get to like the second thing that happens in the game. Yeah, me watching like ten different let's plays of the first level, no one knew what to do when they got to that first little just fence uh, and the game is all fences I mean there's so many fences just in there the forest it's a lot, a lot of, fences. of fences even once you get out of the, there yeah, are in the a fucking lot town of- I spent an hour a day trying to figure out how to get around this fence so I can get a special card now this game I've, we've talked about a lot of games on this podcast I've played even more games than that it's rare that I, I come upon a game that's unlike anything I've seen before it's, it's really rare it's kind of a joy to see. It's a huge joy. It's really unique in that this is the only game I've ever played that's good in the way a bad movie can be good. I would say that it's one of the most pure auteur visions of what a gameplay experience is supposed to be like that I've ever had. And I'm not joking. Uh, like I read no, I, I read through the Wikipedia entry because, you know, I was wondering, like, how much were they willing to acknowledge the uh, very blatant um, elements of it that seem like twin peaks with the serial number filed off uh and what i I learned for the direction of the game is that sweary the the game's designer said mostly just that he wanted to make a game about like the physical aspects of being a detective in a small town in the sense that like you have to bathe regularly you have to shower or you have to shower regularly you have to shave you have to like change there's a million mini games to this it, it's 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 not there's, actually there's a surprise that combat was added last because there are so many other elements to this game you have to eat um, you have to that sleep are very strange i mean all of the different characters in the town are on a 24 hour time cycle where you can see them travel across different bits of the town uh, and there's so many features that have literally zero value or use. There's a feature where you can peek into windows yeah. and just to see what's inside. It has no no value, no use in any mission or context. I've been looking into every window I can find and I haven't seen a single person inside of any of the buildings. It's just... They're it's, just there. It's just... <laughs> you can just it, it feels know. Like, right. It feels like you're reading like... It's like when, you're, when you you go from reading like books to reading like poems. It's just it's more. It's just it's ethereal. It's, it's ethereal. It's less 
it's less tethered to logic and it just it's it's like more about experiencing than understanding like it's like i don't watch twin peaks but this is basically what i imagine twin peaks is with like zombies and shit yeah it's pretty analogous i mean rory and i've i mean i talked about i said this to both of you guys that like this game sucks. Also, I love it so, so much. I, I'm having a lot of fun, even though I'm bored and frustrated a good chunk of the time. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about the story then for, for, for people that, you know, it's a very complicated story. But could you give me like the log line of what's going on here? Uh, sure. I'll give you a quick. The game opens with a classic sad Japanese song playing and two children finding a woman cut open and tied to a tree. And there's a snake crawling across her. And there's a snake crawling across her. And okay, then you, log line, guys. Log line. <laughs> basically, you're a detective or an FBI agent with a split personality who shows up in a spooky town to solve a series of murders. Sure. Or at least to solve one murder that becomes a series later. Um, but everyone, everyone like in the town is just so uniquely bizarre. Um, I, I, I remember this this woman that runes the cafe or or like motel or whatever. Or oh, the woman that you runs stay the hotel at. is a yeah. fucking a lot. So you see like the first time you see her. Angle. The first time you see her, you walk in and she's like hunched over and she starts like shuffling towards you, like bah, 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 bah. And, and then she an makes extremely- you sit at this really long table and just mm-hmm. like. She, but she can't hear what you're saying, so you're just screaming at her the whole time. Like it's these really just bizarre scenes. Like you, right. you well, what happens in that scene in particular, which is so weird, is that you're like, "Hey, I can't hear you. You're too far away. Come sit closer." And she's like, "Oh, I don't think my husband would like that up in heaven." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "What the fuck?" And every time you ask her to get closer so you can hear, her, she thinks you're hitting on her, and it's very weird. Um, There's also a scene where the character describes Tom and Jerry as like weird sexual deviants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's oh, there's constant talk from the protagonist about pop culture and, and movies and stuff like that. Um, and then the the main character, I, I I would describe the main character as appearing as like what I imagine Post Malone's dad looks like, like uh, <laughs> or like I don't know, like someone who was like a child gangster and then like was like died temporarily from drowning and then was resuscitated like he, he, he does a ghoulish vacant wild. smile that he pulls yeah he this weird smile it's like are you wearing a grill what's going on he has the scratch marks on his face that are very spooky i think he, he said something about like being attacked by a cat lady or something like that i'm not sure that that was tr- a true i think he's an unreliable narrator he is by no means your typical noir handsome m- mysterious detective he is this looks like a meth head. Well, a big thing about Twin Peaks, right, is that Twin Peaks, everyone is zany crazy, except Dale Cooper is zany crazy in a way that like puts things in order. Yeah. Like that's his function. And in this movie, in this game, Dale Cooper, your your character, the Dale Cooper type, just fucks things up worse. Just yes. makes everything more confusing and weird than it was before. Yes, Largely because growing. he has a, an imaginary friend that he talks to uh, named Zach. Mm-hmm. That yep. he talks to in front of people, that he talks to around basically every scene. Uh, no one ever calls him out on it or mentions it. It's just this thing he fucking does uh, until the end when there's a crazy twist. I mean, that's well, the tip of the shit fucking. There's ice. also like a, a dude going around town being pushed around in a wheelchair wearing a gas mask who whispers poems to his like his handler who speaks yes, on but, his behalf. I don't think that like just talking to yourself and having a name for yourself or for your imaginary friends. Yeah, weird on the rails. Is that big compared to like the pot lady? 
Yeah. Although I will say the one thing about about York that really does give me the heebie-jeebies is how he keeps finding signs in his coffee and talking about <laughs> how important it is to tell the future with his coffee. Yes. And in fact, it is such a big part of the game that you can do this and earn the currency of the game, which is both dollars and, quote, agent honor. Agent honor. Respect. You get 12, you get 12 agent honor for telling the future by drinking coffee. None you also get, like, five agent honor for game. breaking a fence. So I don't know yeah. what the agent code but is. You, you can but. also get... You can also, you also get like an agent honor demerit if you run into a light post. So breaking <laughs> fences, cool, good. Driving on like pedestrian h- hiking trails, good. Uh, light post, no, bad. Yeah. One thing about the driving, we talked about the driving. Oh, well, 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 driving someone's got to pay for that. <laughs> one thing about the driving that's well, blown, that fence too. has blown my mind. Is that on two occasions I have been hit and lost car HP because I didn't use my blinker. <laughs> uh, my personal favorite part about the yeah. the, the car <laughs> is that yeah. you have a stamina bar uh, for the car. Mm-hmm. You gotta get gas, baby. Incredible. You, you gotta so get gas and you gotta wash it. Yeah. So here are the things you gotta do. Just just your daily maintenance in the game. You gotta gas up the whip. You gotta get it washed. You gotta shave. You gotta shower. You gotta eat. You got to sleep. You got to clean your suit. You got to clean your suit. I really honestly believe that at some point in production, Swery tried to implement and they had to talk him out of adding a a mechanic where you have to pee like every 20 minutes or so. I sincerely believe that, especially with how much coffee you are supposed to be drinking in the game. I'm sure that he wanted that. And I'm really hoping that we see that in Deadly Premonition, too. Yeah, because the sequel does loom. It just. I just love every element. I think every element is funny to me it's it's extremely charming yeah there's nothing even the shit that sucks is fun like here's a fun example of that like i was in a fight and i was able to turn the camera in such a way that it created a beautiful tableau of like my dude creeping back from a zombie trying to get the shot as the zombie closed in but if i let go of the camera thing it would just snap back so i couldn't see the zombie or what i was shooting at um and like that was hilarious and fun even though it sucked (laughs) Like, the game was preventing me from enjoying what's cool about it in a way that was still goofy and fun. Like, every second I'm playing this game, I'm having a great time, even though every second I play it, I'm like, this sucks. I mean, yeah, they think there's, like, just by itself a certain joy. I think that I think that by its, itself, there's a lot of joy that you can find in fucking around with something that is, like, that deeply broken. Like, there, there's an element of, of discovery where you find something about it that just seems so strange and wrong that it's exciting that you've still, you've, you've still discovered something unique. That- yeah, all the good ideas in that game are broken in hilarious ways, and all the bad ideas <laughs> in that game work fucking perfectly. Uh, the worst thing is the chase scene in the, the yeah, lumber yeah, You mill. want to talk about that? Yeah. Which one? There's a chase scene in a lumber mill where uh, when it starts, the camera uh, splits off into two screens where you in one, you can see the guy who's pursuing you, the raincoat killer. And the other one is you. But the camera is facing directly in front of you the whole time, forward facing onto uh, Agent York, who also, by the way, um, every time you meet a new character, he tells him everyone calls me York. Every single fucking time. Um, and so you're, you're running. Call him. You're running yeah, and sure. you can't see anything in front of you because the camera is facing towards his face. And you run by shaking the left analog stick. And then periodically, like, there will be obstacles in your way that you can only know about because it's telling you press A to push. Push what? What am I pushing? Uh, press A to climb over this thing. Now you have to also climb 
or climb down off of it. And you everything don't know what the is a confusing mini game, but in a way that doesn't piss me off for some reason. In a way that's just like, oh my god, this is silly and the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and kind of enjoying it still. <laughs> a lot of it's not even actually gamified either. Like, um, shit. Um, you, some of the Yakuza games actually do have a peeing mechanic in them, but in those games, it's it's like a, I think rhythm based. Yeah, it's a rhythm. Yeah, it's a rhythm based mini game where you do actually have to interact with it in order to pee. It's a big difference, I think, between American games and Japanese games. Is like American games won't even let you like open the doors of the cars on the road, but Japanese games are like, yeah, you can dust your shelves, go fucking crazy. Please, like experience. they like are much more interested in doing them like the little interactions in their games. Yeah, and I'm I'm really just fascinated by that as an entire as. An entire thing that you see in a lot of a lot of Japanese games to some degree, like Shinmu, the Yakuza games, uh, Deadly Premonition, also where there's like this this really intense fascination with the idea of like just the minutia of the stuff around the action that makes up the bulk of the story. Like, yeah, in, in any of the Arkham games, you don't have an, the option to, for like Bruce to go to the bathroom or take a nap or like get a bite to eat somewhere. It's just action beat to action beat or um, Majora's Mask, which also is another game that has like a extremely complicated internal clock mechanic to it where you can just watch stuff. But that I think that's probably the chillest uh, example of any of those of of like that kind of life simulator thing, because like everyone's life cycle thing in the game is so short and they all have like very unique things that they're doing that will lead you to like little stories versus I think there are some characters in this game I could probably just follow around for a while and nothing particularly interesting would happen. Right. No, I mean, a lot of these characters are much like the Twin Peaks characters defined by the fact that their lives aren't ostensibly interesting, except for when they get turned upside down and shaken around a lot. For but sure. Look but actually, then yeah, the whole game where nothing is happening. But then the game in the third act is kind of like, oh, yeah, we really haven't introduced you to many characters. So every character you've met's in on it. Like, uh, like basically, like the assistant's in on it. Then the sheriff, who also has been running this crazy, weird, like, sex ring with all the females. Like, that got fucking weird. Uh, and then you meet a traveling tree salesman that turns out to be the weird demon that's infecting everyone and planting trees inside them. Hell so, yeah. So at the end of the day, you kill everyone and you realize that the person you've been talking to, Zach, your imaginary friend. Well, guess what, guys? That's actually the main character the entire time. Right. Yeah, because someone planted a tree inside his mom. And it <laughs> made him go crazy. <laughs> this shit is just great. It's uh, like it's, one, one thing we've talked about in this show or a fair amount is like if a game is like coherent, in it's aesthetic and like tone like front to back that just makes it so much more fun and this game is a real testament to that because it's aesthetic and tone are bad shit fucking psychotic but it's never not that and so it's always fun to hang out with and deal with right yeah i mean i'm 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 not done with the game just by the way <laughs> i got it a week ago and i i broke my fucking hand i'm gonna keep emphasizing that uh, all the quick so, time events are extremely painful for me to do because one of my one of my fingers is bent in a weird claw shape. One of my favorite early quick time events is uh, a, a like there's a zombie in the path and a small child says, "Hold your breath. They can't yeah. they can't find you if you hold your breath." So and you're pressing R two to like again. hold, huh? Yeah, that mechanic is so stupid because you have a gun with infinite bullets. Sorry, my internet's so bad. It sometimes it looks like you guys are trying to interrupt me, so I stop talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, it's um 
that mechanic you're talking about, the the R the R two thing is consistent mechanic throughout the game. Yeah, you can keep doing that, but all I, the time. Yeah, yeah, anytime. You run out of stamina eventually, and you have to like let go. But you can keep doing that, and I've never used it. Yeah, because it's a very funny image. Well, it's the sneak mechanic, right? They can't see you, yeah. you hold your breath. But the thing is, you have a gun with infinite bullets and all the zombies are slow and dumb. So it's like never, ever easier to hold your breath to sneak through them than is to shoot them with a gun. Right. <laughs> it's ne- never once. We're at about never the same once. spot. We're about the same spot, like chapter seven, chapter eight. And I've never used the sneak mechanic. And there's also like there's, there's no uh, like Metal Gear Solid style initiative for doing the stealth option you don't get any you get you get points for killing things and you get nothing if you just sneak by them in fact frequently like if you don't kill everything then you won't be able to get get to where you're trying to get to for me it's one of those games where no matter how janky any specific mini game or element of the game is or wherever it goes off the rails the 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 way the cinematics and the story are presented and constructed are so entertaining that that they're they're the reward every time and sometimes the cinematics are insanely long and it's like it's what I keep coming back to this game for I think and like what I'll probably want to play through the whole thing when it comes out on Switch it's, uh, out, it's out on Switch buddy we've been playing it on Switch well I know I just I haven't I haven't been playing it on Switch is what I'm saying um. Uh, when I get it on switch, sorry, boys. Um, and yeah, I just, this, the, the way that they tell this story is so fucking weird and bizarre. It's just something that you have to see to believe really. Yeah. I mean, what speaks to that, the best example of that to me so far is that early in the game, you go to the police station and the assistant guy is like, I, I lost the key to the files, but it's easy to find the key. It's the keychain with the squirrel on it. And then you find four separate squirrel keychains and have to figure out which squirrel keychain is the right one. And in 99% of games, I'm done. Like if that quest happened in most games, I'd be like, Oh cool game. I'm never going to play you again. This sucks. And in this game, I was like, I got to figure it out. Cause I have to know what happens next in this weird psycho game. And yeah. And the reward for that is, Oh yeah. Those squirrels, they're kind of more like monkeys. It just doesn't fucking make any sense. Yeah. Well, that's another great oh, yeah. thing about it is Early that on, squirrels make monkey noises for no reason. The squirrels yeah, the make s- monkey noises in this game. Yeah. yeah. And also, if you walk on this highway, it sounds like you're walking in mud. And they're like, the yeah, sound these squirrels effects, are just they're from a different place. The yeah. sound effects are out of control. Fucked up. This game is fucking psycho. I'm not sure how we're going to rate it, but you're going to find out when we come back after this commercial break. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Deluxe. I'm still your host, your co-host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Rory Blank, and we are still talking about Deadly Premonition for some reason. And now is the part of the show where we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. This is the part where we give our final thoughts on the game and then a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks. Rory, you are our guest, so common courtesy dictates you go first. To, uh, what do you got? I'm going to say five joysticks, and also Scott Adams confirmed to me via Twitter that uh, Dilbert's penis is the same as his tie. So uh, I'm feeling very generous right now. So that is five. Plot, really huge plot twist. <laughs> really to be pushed, fair, pushed part of the, the reason we're running late is because before <laughs> Rory and I could get the cores, Rory wanted to finish editing an image where Dilbert's dick is his tie. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, so Griffin, what about you? So where how you does that at? work? Does it, is it, how does that work? It just fits right yeah, shape-wise. That's the shape. But I'm saying, like, does it come out of his shirt and then down his shirt? No, it's, like it, the, it's, same thing. it's the same thing. Like he has his, like his penis just looks like his tie. Like he has his tie and then also his penis, which is identical to his tie. Yeah. It connects. No, it's two separate. It's two like identical separate twins. Ties. Like identical twins. So he has two dicks. 
No, he has a tie and a tie-shaped dick. Well, that's why podcasting is a visual medium. <laughs> I feel like we were okay describing this. Griffin, what do you think about this um, game? I was blown away by this game. And it's one of those games where I feel like I have to play like 100% of it to like know for sure. You do. So I want to give it the score that I think it deserves because it's so true and intent on what it is and its nature and what it's trying to be. But I just, I think I have to say 4.5 out of five joysticks right now and keep it from the perfect score. I'm so sorry. I I, I just, I need to, I can't know for certain yet. We'll call that a speculative score. You play it, maybe we'll revisit this. It's a speculative score. Um, I'm going to, I mean, fuck it, right? Like, I'm also gonna give it five. Like, it's, it's more fun than I've had ah, playing a game fuck. in fucking ages. God, but like, it's so it's hard to evaluate, right? Because as a game, it's like a two, but as like a thing that I'm doing, it's a big time five. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah, and I just want like I wanted to like show people it when I was watching videos and like I was like, just look at this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's truly fucking bad shit. So, um, I'm so sorry. I feel like I just am a party pooper and I kept it. I kept you from another perfect game, Rory. I mean, the uh, fact that Rory's brought in two games with scores of five fives and a four point five is pretty solid. I think it's fucked up. I don't even have a good reason for taking away that point five. I think I'm going to have to play a little bit more this week and then maybe do an update. That's why. And maybe we'll have you call in for that one, Rory. So I apologize, okay. but that's just what it's got to be this week. I'm sorry. Why you got to do this to me? He's not going to talk to me ever again. Uh, well, uh, guys, that was this episode. Rory, we're always so happy to have you on. Happy to see you thriving online. Is there anything currently right now that you would like to plug? Uh, I'm selling I'm selling some cool T-shirts. That's all I got, really. Uh, Incredible. PWR, PWR is over for like the next three months. Uh, my hand is broken, but you can... You can buy a cool t-shirt at www.skeletonwizard.com. That is literally all I have going on right now. I can't hey, even draw comics. It's a great URL. Hard to find a good do- domain name these days. Dadcum.org is available for $12 if what you is? want it. Dadcum.org. Uh, .com is being domain squatted. Now, what about dadcom.com? Whoa. I'll have to get back to you about that. Okay. <laughs> That's well, for the updates. That's uh, the Griff, updates. I got nothing. What do you have? I got uh, I got nothing either. It was a great show this weekend. Thank you to everyone that came out and, and came out of the pack theater. Watch Nobody Yell at Me. It'll be back next month with some special new guests. That was this episode. Thank you to our guest, Rory Blank. Follow, go buy his t-shirts. Thank you to my co-host, Lux, whose house is probably being burnt down by his friends right now. Thank you to me for, as always, being on point, being energetic, <laughs> being positive, and being just kind of a cool guy that people aspire to know. Uh, and thank you to all our fans uh, in Brazil and elsewhere. Um, but we, we all know our Brazilian Norway, fans. Norway. And Norway. Our Brazilian and Norway fans, guys. Please keep your gamer dungeons open for us because we may have to get out of this place real soon. Actually, why would I go to Brazil? That whole place is on fire. You guys figure your stuff out. Put out those fires. I feel like Norway is a you good place. You need to do. I feel like Norway is a good place hey, for you. Hey, Brazil, you know <laughs> what you need to do. Yeah, I think they do. No All right, well, that that's going to do it for today. <laughs> that's the end of our show. My name is Lux. I am your host, your co-host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Rory, is Rory Blank. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morton. Your artist is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Have a great time,